In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew. In the Lab right now, Drew, John, this is a special one. Andre Johnson is a pro football Hall of Famer, at least in our minds. So whether he's named to the finalist list tonight or not, he's a finalist in our mind. He's He's a pro football Hall of Famer. It's just... It's that simple, right, John? I don't think there's ever been any question. Again, it's when it comes to Hall of Fame, it gets, you know how it gets, subjective. Mm-hmm. I was just on earlier on Wednesday with uh, my buddy David Nuno at TechSag. So I do an interview with him weekly every Wednesday at about 9 o'clock. So you're going to listen in, TechSag. There you go. And he asked me about Mike Evans. and Hall of Famer. Exactly. Hall of Famer. Mike's got something that I don't know how many other players have. He's got nine. This is the ninth year. Nine, Zero. Nine, nine straight to start his career. Nine straight 1,000-yard seasons. Mm-hmm. What other receivers have done that? But David's point was, and I agree with, he's criminally underrated. Yeah. Because when you talk about great receivers, what do we do? Oh, man, Justin Jefferson's fantastic. Jamar Chase is awesome. And there's Mike Evans just cruising along, just being a nine all the time. There's not like a five one week and a three one week and a ten one. He's a nine whether, all whether the way across. Whether it's Tom Brady throwing it, whether it's Jameis Winston throwing Ryan it, whether it's Ryan Fitzpatrick, doesn't matter. Playing Gabbert, mm-hmm. he produces. And so I bring Mike Evans up because I think Andre kind of falls in that same category. Now, he didn't have the consecutive years of 1,000 yards, but he was so incredibly productive and I and the one thing, and I and I know John McClain will be the one that that presents him at the Hall of Fame. Uh, in the discussions, the thing to me was he was getting a thousand yards with quarterbacks that ended up being journeymen. And do you want to hear his quarterbacks? Yeah, you got him. In order, this is who he caught a pass from okay. in his career. All right, uh, as a Texan, I'm not. I don't give. I don't count the the two years with the. Uh, those other teams we won't name. But anyways, David Carr, Tony Banks, Dave Ragone, Matt Schaub, Sage Rosenfels, TJ Yates, Case Keenum, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Ryan Mallett. Leinert tried to throw to him, but they couldn't connect. And there's somebody else. In, there's a few others in there that played quarterback, but they just never yeah. completed a pass to him. But those are the guys. Now, Schaub... Had a stretch there where he was really good. Okay, go back through that list for a second. Go back through that list. David I'll... Carr. Okay. No so think problems. about it. 03, 04, 05, 06, losers. The Texans yep. did not have a winning record the first four years of his career. Andre basically was the offense. Right. He had Dominic Davis Williams, had had some good thousand yard seasons, but it was basically Dre. Yeah, right. Tony Banks had to fill in a few times for Carr. Dave Ragone even had to fill in for the both of them. Then you had the Shaw, Rosenfels, 07, 08, where they, both of them played quite a bit those two years. And then Shaw settled in. TJ Yates went to Dre a lot in that 11 stretch where he was, he was kind of guiding him in. Case Keenum fed Dre yep. in 13. And then the Ryans, Fitzpatrick and Mallett, they both threw to Andre in 14, his last year here, which was a good one. It was like about an 800-yard campaign. But, um, yeah, I mean, guys who were, like you said, journeymen. Schaub was the best of that bunch. Put a Pro Bowl or two together. Mm-hmm. Pro Bowl two, uh, three seasons together. But 
he had his uh, his tough times. I think for me, I've done this thing that's up on HoustonTexans.com or will be soon. Think about it. On average, over 14 years, John, over 14 years, he averaged 75.9 catches, so 76 catches, mm-hmm. and 1,013 yards per season. You're a Hall of Famer. You do that. For yeah. 14 years, you're a Hall of Famer. Here's Only more, 10 guys have more receiving yardage career for, in the career than he does. This is why I wanted to, to hear the names again. Because Schaub had two Pro Bowl years. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's not another Pro Bowl quarterback on that list. Not one. Not one. Yet, and I don't want to just, I, I almost don't even want to do this. I'm only do, doing this from a comparison sake because I do down deep feel like Reggie Wayne was incredibly productive and should probably go into the Hall of Fame. I, I think he's a Hall of Famer too. He's not as good as Dre, but he's a Hall of Famer. But he had Peyton Manning on one side, he and Andrew Luck on the other yeah. side. Mm-hmm. Dre had two years of Matt Schaub. And those, I mean, Matt went to the, the Pro Bowl two years. Two, that's it. That's it. You look at quarterbacks around the league, and that's why I give a lot of credit to Steve Smith Sr. too. I love that guy. He played with Jake DeLome, and as much as I like Jake DeLome, um, so he wasn't a pro bowler that I can remember, but Steve Smith still produced. Joe mm-hmm. Flacco won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I get that. But the years that, that Smith was there, Flacco was, he was not a pro bowler. So... I give a lot of credit to those guys, especially like Steve Smith. He was the guy. They got Greg Olson later, but Steve Smith was the guy in Carolina. Mm -hmm. When everybody knew, he was the guy. I guarantee you through 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. It wasn't until 14 probably where teams were like, uh, maybe Hopkins. But every other year, it was like, okay, how do we stop 80? Mm-hmm. What do we do? Every team's game plan was to stop Andre Johnson. There was no, well, you know, there's Reggie Wayne on one side, and there's Marvin Harrison on the other side. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to take away from Reggie because he had a good teammate, and I don't want to disparage other teammates of Andre Johnson. But it's pretty clear that there are guys that are being considered for the Hall of Fame that allowed those other great players to be even greater because they took the attention off them. Who took the attention off of Dre? Yeah. At times it was Owen Daniels. Right. At times it was Arian Foster. Right. At times, like you mentioned last two years of his career, Deandre Hopkins. Okay. Another thing about Andre. So like I said, he's 11th all time in career receiving yardage. The 10 guys in front of him, Jerry Rice, Larry Fitzgerald, Terrell Owens, Randy Moss, Isaac Bruce, Tony Gonzalez, that's the lone tight end out of this group, Mm -hmm. Tim Brown, uh, Steve Smith Sr., like you mentioned, Marvin Harrison, and Reggie Wayne. Those are the only guys ahead of him in receiving yardage. All of those guys, except for Fitzgerald, Smith, and uh, Wayne, are in the Hall of Fame, and I think those three deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Those those guys are Hall of Famers. Yep. Okay. Per game over their career... The only guys who had more catches per game, more yards per game than Dre, how many do you think it is out of those 10? That had both more yards and more catches? Per game. Per game. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Rice. Yep. 
I would lean Tara Owens. Nope. But he had so yeah, he had so many. So that that totally surprised me. Is it just Jerry Rice? It's Jerry Rice and Marvin Harrison. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And out of that ten, every single one of them was on a team that at least once played in a conference title game. Gonzalez and Dre are the only two that their teams never made it to a Super Bowl. Yeah. So that has a that's a big deal. Yeah. And their team's not making it to the Super Bowl is clearly no fault of their own. I mean, they Correct. were the driving forces on those teams right. for most of their but that has a lot to do with it as well. You play on a good team, you know, you're you're part of an ensemble, right. you know, and they were not on a good team. So Dre just he's a Hall of Famer in my book, he's a Hall of Famer in your book, but I don't think the majority of Hall of Fame voters had the exposure to him no. that we did. I know they didn't have the, expo- the same that we did. They didn't see him as much. So it's out of sight, out of mind. Because those first four years, really, first five, six, seven years before they went to the playoffs, right? You know, they weren't. People weren't thinking about him. Now, fantasy owners knew all about Andre Absolutely. Johnson, but Absolutely. I, I just, uh, just it's rough. Anyhow, it's, the other, I mean, and to to no fault of anybody's own. Dre did it on an expansion team. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was legit on an expansion team the first four or five years of his career. And it wasn't I, – I, the turning point to me is when Schaub gets here in 07 and John Harris gets here in 07. So that's kind of the turning point, really. <laughs> well, you know what happened in 07? He missed, he missed nine games. Yeah. But in you know he, he missed weeks three through nine with a knee injury. Right. He averaged, though, in the other games. So he played at the very start of the season, the very end of the season. Yep. He was averaging 6.7 catches and 94.6 yards per game. Yeah. He still he tallied enough that he had 851 receiving yards despite missing seven games. Yep. And 14.2 per catch. He had eight touchdowns in that, that nine-game stretch. By the time, really, the nation started paying attention, for the most part, you're 2000, it's 2011 at that point. And he was 30 at, in 2011. He was 30. Yeah, and so I think people start paying to, oh, oh the, the gutty little Texans. Look at this. They're going to make plays. They're going to win the AFC South. Boy, that was a great story about TJ Yates. And obviously, Dre missed a few of those games down the stretch. But then in the playoff game, he's, he's tremendous. But at that point, it wasn't, you know, the Texans had not been in the national spotlight and so, yeah, we're, we're going to be biased because we look at a guy like that and thought, man, match him up with everybody else. But just like with Mike Evans, you're almost going to have to go to Hall of Fame voters, you know, just like your, you know, your kids do this a lot of times. My kids used to do this to me. When they wanted to get my attention, they would take like a piece of paper or whatever and go, see, look, and they would shake it in my face. Like, <laughs> look, and you can't see it. Like, hold on, what are you trying to tell me? And then they would step back and they would explain it like, oh, okay, yeah, I get you. I understand. And I think that's, almost what's going to have to happen with voters to be able to say, like you just said, shake the tree a little bit and go, hey, hey, look at the quarterbacks he played, because there are going to be plenty. And I don't know how the Hall of Fame voting goes. I mean, only only John knows. But they can only handle so many. So at some point, you're going to have to argue against guys in your mm-hmm. mind. You're going to have to argue against guys. So how do I defend against Andre Johnson? Well, I didn't score a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, but look at these, look at these per season numbers and these yardage numbers. Yeah, he didn't have a ton of touchdowns. Okay, we'll give you that. But look who's throwing to him. Guess what? If you'd have Brady or Manning throwing to him, do you think he would have scored maybe ten to twelve more touchdowns in his career? What number do you want to see? And so 
that that's the one thing is like what is what's going to be the opposing argument and i know hall of fame voters are in a bad spot because they can only add so many mm -hmm. when they probably and i'm sure there are many of them that are like man andre johnson was really really good but i can't put him in over the guy i'm pushing or this guy and i can't compare him to a linebacker i can only compare him to other wide receivers and yeah compare him to other wide receivers but i think sometimes the emphasis is on a different syllable and because of that, like, you see one thing, but, hey, let's put the emphasis on this. Like, I think those numbers are, and in the names, in context, you hear, whoa, wow, I didn't know that. Um, I'm telling you, I, I didn't even know that. I knew his numbers were great, and I knew they stood up to the test of time mm -hmm. even more than you would think. But I think that Hall of Fame voters have to be swayed that way to be able to say, Man, yeah, hey, I hadn't thought about it like that. And all he had was Shab. Man, okay, maybe I need to rethink this. And that's what you've got to do. You've got to create in the minds of four people in that room a different idea than what they had of Andre going in. And they should have an idea of him going in, but they should have an even better picture of that coming out of it. So I think... And obviously, wide receiver, it start, you start to get kind of bottlenecked a little bit. It's been that way for a while with receivers. And you're not going to put them all in. But I know Reggie Wayne ends up being the guy he gets compared to the most because mm -hmm. he's kind of been in that same, you know, he went to U and played in the league about the same time. So there's some of that. I just think the biggest thing when you look at it is at the receiver position, you got to have somebody throwing you to football. And you got to have somebody throwing you a football that's of a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback to be mm -hmm. able to put up those gargantuan numbers. Yet Dre was producing those gargantuan numbers week in and week out with maybe a dozen quarterbacks throughout his career and one that went to Pro Bowls. Yeah. One. That's it. Yeah. So that to me is the biggest argument uh, amongst others. And if I was if I was making it, I would say I would say that. I would say he did this with this. And let's let's go back and emphasize. For over 14 seasons, he averaged averaged 76 catches, 1,013 yards. Okay. He was a durable dude. He played 13 or more games, four, seven, 11 seasons. So he had three seasons where he, he – one season where he played nine, another where he's seven. That was the 11th season. Yep. And then the last year of his career – he only played in eight games with the Titans. But you take out those three years where he didn't play 13-plus, Yeah, he actually averaged 87.3 receptions wow. and 1,159 yards. The first number alone, just 1,000 yards for 14 years, you're a Hall of Famer. Yeah, You are a Hall of Famer in my book. Absolutely. I don't care if you play for the Texans, you play for the 49ers dynasty, you play for the air raid offense at Texas Tech. Right. You do that for 14 seasons. You're a Hall of Famer. And yep. then when you factor in what was around him, who was throwing him the ball, like you talked about, and what he did against the guys who are ahead of him, career receiving yardage-wise, I mean, none of those guys that I talked about are just straight-up compilers. They're not right, – right. they were all excellent, excellent, right. you know, explosive, Absolutely. explosive guys. Dre's right in there. Dre belongs in the Hall of Fame. And there's no question. Um, obviously, we are biased. Yep. And when we are biased, we try and find – information that leads to confirming our bias yes but this is like mike drop stuff like look look shake the paper like you know look um oh wait but he didn't even do it in the playoffs well okay you want to talk about the playoffs and what he did do in the playoffs yeah 
How about the four games in which he played? He had 90 yards and a touchdown in his first one. Mm-hmm. Eight catches for 90 or five catches for 90 yards. Then at Baltimore, eight catches for 111 yards. Hmm. The win the next year at home against Cincy in the first round, four catches, 62 yards. Yep. It's pretty good. And then at the final playoff game of his career, they get smoked in New England, 41-28, eight catches, 95 yards. So, like, he showed up, yeah. but he had other stuff going on. Um, yeah, I mean, he he needed one of those long playoff runs, I think. To and, I, and that's really what got Larry Fitzgerald. That's what got him the attention. Obviously, Larry did it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but Larry and faced did it a lot exceptionally. Of that. But Larry had Kurt Warner, Hall of Fame quarterback, thrown to him in 2008. Yeah. Now, Larry made a lot of that run happen because of what he did in the playoffs. But I'm fairly convinced that if it flips around, that if Dre had that season, had a playoff run like Larry Fitzgerald had, Dre would have gotten in on the first ballot. Mm-hmm. I think Larry Fitzgerald's going to go on the first ballot. When it comes to the Hall of Fame. He should. Yeah, he should. Absolutely. I have no argument with Larry Larry Fitzgerald is one of the greatest. You have to have a period of dominance. And to me, there was a period for about three or four years where it was Megatron, Larry Fitzgerald, and Andre Johnson. Those are the three guys. Those are the three. And when you get a period of dominance, when you hit a period of dominance of any stretch, any stretch, but then you maintain greatness, you're going to the Hall of Fame. You should go to the Hall of Fame. One last statistic that doesn't affect his hall of fame but it's just kind of weird and it's fun to think about there has never ever been a texans team including the 2002 one where there was not either a future teammate of andre johnson's or a past teammate of andre johnson's so in 2002 there are a lot of guys on that team that played Mm -hmm. in 03 and played with dre the next year right right there's still six seven eight years after andre johnson left the texans there's still a Texan who played with him, John Weeks, hmm. or was a teammate of his. Wow. Yeah. Ah, pretty interesting. I had thought about that. Still connects like six degrees of Andre Johnson. So it's easy. It's, there's connective so you, tissue to every yeah. single You can connect Texas Steve team. McKinney mm-hmm. to Jalen Petrie. Yeah. Steve McKinney, Andre Johnson, John Weeks, Jalen Petrie. Exactly. You can do it easily. I like that. I like that. You connect one. Shane Leckler to Andre. I mean, there's so many different connections. Anyhow, John... I don't need to convince you. I probably don't need to convince most of you who are listening (laughs) to this, but this has been an in the lab.